Since the Other Ones Foundation launched its Workforce First program in 2018, participants have removed 1,755,390 pounds of trash from green spaces and waterways in Austin and $1,557,860 have been paid out in wages to people experiencing homelessness. And they're offered a dignified wage of $15 an hour. They also receive transportation to and from the work site and lunch. And the work is generally uh, environmental cleanup and invasive species removals. And we do have some crews that specifically work in watershed. This is Max Mosco. Community Engagement Coordinator for the Other Ones Foundation, an Austin-based organization that emphasizes access to low-barrier employment for people experiencing homelessness. The Austin Watershed Protection Department collaborates with the Other Ones Foundation on the Workforce First program, which provides employment in the form of watershed maintenance to people experiencing homelessness in Austin. In addition to the people power cleaning up creek systems, the Waller Creek Tunnel in downtown Austin skims trash and debris from water as it passes through and diverts floodwaters to Ladybird Lake. The trash in Waller Creek tells stories of tailgating and past events, pamphlets, beer cans, UT koozies, and no doubt the inevitable likeness of Matthew McConaughey somewhere in the mix. Here's John Beachy from the Watershed Protection Department, which manages the tunnel. Anything that you see in the creek uh, around UT will, will make its way to us. Um, one of the things that is interesting and, and we do think can be attributed directly to some campus activities is, is there's a lot of sporting events apparently that take place within the watershed. And uh, so we see tennis balls, soccer balls, lacrosse equipment, golf balls from Hancock. And then you can typically see when there was some promotional items given out at a tailgate, some of those little mini footballs and stuff like that will, will find their way into the creek as well. J.B. Bird, Director of Media Relations and Issues Management for UT Austin, said in a statement to the Daily Texan, Waller Creek is a treasured resource of the Austin community and an integral natural feature of our campus. Through the years, UT students and researchers have devoted efforts to understand and protect the creek, and we're interested to continue to learn about human impacts to understand if we can improve our stewardship of the section that passes through and near the UT campus. But there are darker stories on the trash, too. Sleeping bags and tarps in the water tell the story of tent cities and a growing homeless population in Austin. And then you have some of the other challenges that you see within the watershed. Um, sometimes you, you'll catch a blanket or, or a tent uh, and remnants of folks that are having to seek shelter in places that, that are less than desirable. By offering living wages to people experiencing homelessness, the Workforce First program puts people on the path to stable housing which reduces the amount of debris from encampments and makeshift shelters that wash into the watershed, a rare virtuous cycle. I'm audio reporter Anna Kay Reeves, and in this episode of the Waller Creek series, we take a look at who and what is at work in Austin's urban waterways. From the human infrastructure behind watershed management to how people experiencing homelessness relate to waterways, this is episode three, Waterworks. Listen to episode one, The Riot, for cultural context on Waller Creek, and episode two, The Water's Not Fine, to find out about the pollution beneath the surface of the creek. Ain't it crazy how love brings you 
The cycles at work in and on water are mostly invisible to us. Even the miles of drainage system lie low, out of sight. But there are those who have made it their business to keep an eye on Austin's watersheds. My name is John Beachy. I'm a division manager in the field operations division of the Watershed Protection Department. The Austin Watershed Protection Department manages drainage, erosion, flooding, and improves water quality and flow by removing debris like trash and branches. We're one component of a much larger group uh, that is charged with maintaining over 600 miles of creek, 1,100 miles of storm drains, 30,000 inlets, and then the lakes and waterways in and around uh, the city as well. And all of Watershed staff has a healthy uh, passion for what they do, and they come from loving the outside and protecting the environment. From simple solutions to cutting-edge infrastructure like the Waller Creek Tunnel, which is about a mile south of UT Austin, the Watershed Protection Department uses a variety of tools to answer the big ask of protecting a watershed. To date, we have, through all the tunnel components, have removed over 13,000 tons of material. So anything that falls within that water gets into the creek and then it captures all the debris and brings it down to us. Clearly, water infrastructure is a lot more complicated than turning on the tap. And what if you don't have a tap to turn? The city of Austin, like many urban areas, has grappled with the problem of homelessness for decades and has seen a surge in the number of people living in encampments in tent cities since the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic. One of the things that the Watershed Protection Department is, is, is most concerned about is the flash flood nature of these watersheds and making sure that those folks experiencing homelessness are safe in those situations. And so we have worked with our partners to get communication out and continue to communicate in, in wet weather situations um, to those populations where we know that they're out, hey, make sure that this is an unsafe environment, have a plan to go away. And we work with some of the, the outreach teams to ensure that that message continues to get out there. Analysis from the University of Texas at San Antonio, Department of Civil and Environmental Engineering, ranks Texas number six in highest annual flood-related fatality per million people and number one in overall highest flood-related fatalities. As mentioned in the last episode, a warmer atmosphere is a wetter atmosphere. Global warming has put massive downpours and flooding events on the rise. Flash flooding leaving the path of destruction in Texas with record heat and severe weather on the way. Leaving people experiencing homelessness in the state of Texas uniquely vulnerable to the elements. For Beachy and the Watershed Protection Department, Working with aid organizations like the Other Ones Foundation on the Workforce First program is the most effective response to debris from encampments in waterways. While the Watershed Protection Department sees some of the downstream effects of homelessness in Austin, the Other Ones works to provide case management to people dealing with the root causes of homelessness. Here's Max Mosco again. And this points to what it's like for people who might be living in or around these waterways is when you get inside and you get out of these elements, everything becomes easier for you to do this work. There's this, there's this one step forward, two step backward dance that people do while they're working with case managers where maybe they've been working on getting this ID and they finally get it. And then there's a flash flood and now they're, ba they're back without an ID after they've you know, finally made this big step forward in their, in their movement towards trying to get back into stable housing. Moving people into housing is essential for basic protection from the elements, but also because groups of unhoused people without access to sanitation infrastructure, like trash removal services and sewage, pose a health risk to the people in the encampments themselves and the larger community. 
trying to deal with trash and litter abatement outside when we're having people living outside is sort of I mean, a band-aid on a shotgun wound, right? We need, at the end of the day, we need to get people into housing and there's infrastructure for people in housing to deal with their trash problem. The Other Ones Foundation develops its aid programs based on what people experiencing homelessness say they need. So rather than coming into a situation um, and assuming that we know what's best and, and that we know what people need, we like to get with people and ask, what do you need? What do you want? And how can we help you get to that place? And so um, the Workforce First model was uh, created after a long time of outreach into encampments asking people, you know, what, what's not working, what's broken. For many of the people the other ones serves, the sense of dignity that comes with purpose, whether work or service, is lacking. Constantly planning how to eat and where to sleep leaves many people experiencing homelessness with a sense of futility and disconnection. They didn't feel that they had any meaningful activity or anything to do. They were just sort of going through these day-to-day -day motions of trying to figure out where food was coming from and where they were going to sleep. And so part of the program with Workforce First is it does, yes, it does offer people case management and it does get people cash at the end of the day, but also that, that meaningful activity of giving back to your community, being part of a team, developing these soft skills that somebody may have lost after years of being out of the workforce. The Workforce First program includes the mobile hygiene clinic where unhoused people can access drinking water and hot showers. The Mobile Hygiene Clinic has provided 27,106 showers and counting. There are returns on the program's environmental efforts, too. As of February 2022, Workforce First participants have removed nearly 900 tons of trash from green spaces in Austin. As organizations like the other ones and the Watershed Protection Department step in to fill health and social needs in the Austin community, students and young people around the world are becoming more engaged in the fight against climate change and environmental degradation. The Campus Environmental Center, or CEC, is one organization on campus where students can get involved in cleanup events and learn more about threats to the environment. In addition to organizing creek cleanups on campus, the CEC has featured Waller Creek in its campfire nights, where experts speak on environmental subjects. The Waller Creek campfire included discussion of the Creek Monster Habitat, an art installation promoting awareness on Waller Creek by UT Austin in collaboration with Waterloo Greenway Conservancy. Samara Zuckerbrod, a senior sustainability and English major, is co-director of the CEC. We did a Waller Creek campfire last semester. Um, we had, had someone from Waterloo Greenway talk about the new park and walk us through it. So that was super cool, just getting different perspectives on like how to approach the conservation of Waller Creek, you know, from the science perspective, from the park conservation perspective, and then the art perspective. The CEC organizes a variety of sustainability-focused projects and events on campus like the UT Microfarm and Trash to Treasure sales each semester, as well as advocating for a shift in campus culture around disposal and recycling. And then we have two, two teams that educate people on waste and like proper waste disposal. One focuses on Greek life and then 
the other focus is just on general campus. So that also relates to Waller Creek because they're trying to like divert waste and get people to recycle more and, you know, refuse and reduce and whatnot. And then our last team right now is the environmental justice team. And they focus on educating people about what environmental justice is and trying to get more environmental justice based curriculum at um, UT. Those social movements like Fridays for Future, a school strike championed by Greta Thunberg, have grown in recent years. Zuckerbrod points out that an awareness of the problem of climate change doesn't always translate into changed behavior. So I definitely think it's an awareness issue. And even when you're aware, it's hard to change. So just keeping keeping going with the effort and like making people more aware does help. I think like generally as a culture, we're much more aware of it than we were like 10 or 20 or 30 years ago. While awareness is an important first step, it's clear that climate action requires access to things not everyone has, like waste disposal infrastructure through housing. Just as COVID-19 highlighted systemic vulnerabilities, the climate crisis underscores the importance of solving social problems like homelessness. Over the course of this series, we've seen how water resources impact everything from culture to crime to human rights. Wallet Creek has a unique history and ecology, but is representative of the pollution and exploitation of water resources in urban areas around the world. Whether it's water flowing between skyscrapers or falling from the supersaturated sky, there's no doubt we're in for wetter days as the climate crisis unfolds. You know, we were sharing um, who's got bottled water, taking little baskets of water to the neighbors, just to look out for one another. But, you know, all very much aware that we're on the edge and we had no water left. This is Dr. Cheryl Luzadder-Beach, who we met in episode one, professor of geography and the environment at UT Austin, recounting her experiences of 2021's winter storm, Yuri. Yuri's days of ice and cold left thousands in Texas without electricity or water and took a heavy toll on wildlife, like Mexican free-tailed bats and sea turtles, according to Texas Parks and Wildlife. And the concern right now are these rolling outages, these periodic blackouts that leaves up to 2 million Texans without guaranteed warmth for what looks to be an incredibly frigid night. It seems that we do share a lot um, with, with more developing nations uh, in terms of the, our infrastructure also being on the edge. So, so I think, um, you know, touching that recent experience and remembering it, um, it's important. Uh, that we do memorialize that recent experience. Um, and I have a great, great hope and great faith in um, next generation, as always. To donate to the Other Ones Foundation, visit their website at toofound.com. For The Daily Texan, I'm Anna K. Reeves. Our editor is Addie Costello. The music for this episode is Ain't It Crazy How Love Brings You Down by the Simon Phylum Band. To hear more, find Noah Simon on YouTube.